Will and Christian in the morning. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Will and Christian in the morning. We're back after a week of uh, being on a, a short hiatus, but uh, we're back now. So I'm Will. I'm Christian. And uh, let's get started. So how has your past couple weeks been, Christian? Well, um, done with school. So we, you know, we took the little hiatus because it was finals week. We were both. We had a lot of work to do, so we couldn't really come up with the show. Um, so I finished finals. Uh, it was okay. I'll say <laughs> it's okay. Um, but better than that, I'm done with it. So I am done with my sophomore year, and now it's summer, and yeah. I can actually like enjoy being at home. Uh, how about you? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, finals also went like fine. Uh, not perfect, but you know never is um but it's definitely nice to not have that stress of school anymore although now the the, the struggle is finding something productive to do during the summer mm-hmm. so that i'm not always just like watching netflix or doing nothing like i'm i'm trying to figure out what i want to like get done this summer because there's so much free time now mm-hmm. um i know it's it's been a lot nicer so i've been trying to get out more like yeah. bike rides and stuff um and yeah my my sister came over recently so we hung out uh, and she showed me uh a lot of like the delivery stuff that people are doing right now like doordash and instacart because she drives for them now and actually makes some money so Hmm. potentially i might i might try that out just to Mm. to give me some structure during the day um interesting but we'll see but yeah it's been pretty good yeah so Happy summer, everybody. Happy summer. Let's get right into the news for today before we get into our main topic. Want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so I never know how to pronounce this. Um, so I found out that Jendi, I want to say that, but uh, Tarta, Tartakovsky, um, who is known for working on Samurai Jack, the, the 2D Clone Wars from the early 2000s, and also like the Hotel Transylvania series, he a while ago like five years ago put out this test footage of a 3d animated popeye movie like popeye the sailor and i remember i watched that when it came out and it looked really good it looked very faithful to the cartoon and looked like it would be something like kind of like how the peanuts movie looks like the the peanuts comics it was similar to that and it got shelved and it just never got made and for a different movie got shelved for a different movie <laughs> called the emoji movie yeah so i'm pretty i'm like 90 percent sure that they like released the test footage but it got shelved and they made the emoji movie instead which is a travesty <laughs> but now that's back on the table apparently and i think none of that test footage exists anymore at least from what i saw so they would have to be doing it all from scratch but um i don't know a lot about tartakovsky i can never say it um but i know a lot of people really enjoy samurai jack and the 2d clone wars and that style that he does so i am looking forward to the possibility of it i'll definitely check it out when it eventually comes out if it does if it doesn't get shelved again but um yeah yeah i'm excited for that so next up, we got a handful of Star Wars news from the past couple of weeks. There yeah. have been a whole bunch of stuff. They're coming out. So first off, we'll start out 
with a um, some news regarding the Mandalorian season two. Apparently, Tamura Morrison, who played Jango Fett and all of the clones in the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, uh, he's reportedly returning to the Mandalorian. Um, some people say he might be playing Boba Fett or maybe Rex because he could be playing any one of the clones. It's true. So some people think Rex because another rumor, uh, I don't know, it was confirmed, but like not really. Yeah, so, it's the news on this is weird, but. There's a lot of stuff. It's like they, there are rumors, but some people are reporting it as true. It's kind of annoying, but the something that was confirmed, Rosario Dawson is playing someone in the Mandalorian season two. And the rumor is that she'll be playing Ahsoka Tano because there have been lots of campaigns saying like, Oh, she's going to, she would be a great Ahsoka in like a live action movie. So a lot of people are just assuming that she is going to play Ahsoka in the Mandalorian two or season two. And also the, the, the second season is still going to be coming out in october i think everything's like done with it filming wise so mm-hmm. it's not going to get pushed back because of anything going on right now but it'll be interesting i feel like this is the one disney star wars thing that has acknowledged the prequels existing <laughs> at all <laughs> um yeah. so that will be interesting to see if it's really like the crossover between the eras and if they start talking about like sequel stuff which i don't know how i'd feel about it but it would make sense um yeah although like i it would be cool to see like ahsoka or rex or boba fett or some people say that like darth maul might show up it's cool but like i really would prefer if they just focus on their own new characters and build that instead of relying too much on like nostalgia that's true like if you i mean i would be it would be cool to see like ahsoka show for a little bit but i don't want like the old existing characters to take over the show i want like the new characters to still be like front and center and the stories are about them that's a good point but yeah and and keep in mind i guess because there were a lot of stars or whatever that were in season one and were really pushed up like marketed like uh ming na wen who Mm. they're like oh she's gonna be this big player in the mandalorian and she's in one episode so I'm hoping, I guess, also that maybe these characters come up for, like, an episode or maybe a little more than just a cameo. But, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they should be the the main, like, new focus of the show. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Still need um, to finish the show, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Clone Wars, at least. It? I mean, Clone oh, Wars, Clone yeah. Wars. Okay, Still yeah. in season two, but I'm almost done that. Okay. Uh, then we have a couple more little Star Wars things. Uh, another rumor is that... Apparently, Hayden Christensen will be returning to Star Wars in some form. Of course, he played Anakin Skywalker, or the adult Anakin Skywalker, in Episodes 2 and 3. And 9. And, yes, he he gave two lines in Episode 9. But there are rumors that he will come back, and the most prominent rumor that I think makes the most sense would would uh he be appearing in the kenobi series coming to disney plus sometime but some people think it's going to be in flashbacks and that would kind of make the most sense putting him with obi-wan with uh ewan mcgregor as obi-wan of course i think these are these are those are just really early rumors though because i think a lot of people are it's coming from those kind of clickbaity sites but a lot of people are saying it so 
mm-hmm. who knows but i hope so because i want to see him again yes and i me too i i just want to see him like in a star wars movie with like a good script because i feel like a lot of people like when the prequels first came out they're like oh hayden christensen is such a terrible actor I just think he didn't have a very good script, and I think that's kind of George Lucas's fault. Yeah. So I'd like to see him like play Anakin in a good way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and he's Ed- he's definitely said that he won't like would be open to coming back, and yeah. like he went to the like Star Wars celebration a couple of years ago and stuff. So it's not like he's no longer interested because I think uh, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar said that like he would never come back to play the role even though he's going to be the host of that game show or whatever mm-hmm. but like Liam Neeson also said he doesn't want to come back mm-hmm. as Qui-Gon which is I guess that makes sense but he did though well yeah that was a you're right maybe in the future I don't know I maybe more than just like a couple lines he wouldn't want to do but yeah. um yeah and so also uh some news came out that Taika YTT will be directing a Star Wars movie. That's he famously played a uh, was it IG eleven? I think yeah, IG eleven. He was IG eleven in the Mandalorian, and he also directed an episode. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So that'll. I don't know what their plans are for Star Wars. If they want to do another trilogy, or if they're just going to do like one off movies. I I don't know. But I don't know how to feel about him directing one because I like his movies and his like style of humor and everything but i don't know how that'll translate into star wars yeah we'll see i don't know i mean i'm looking forward to it because i do like his movies and i think he did a good job with ragnarok um i still haven't seen jojo rabbit what i really want i know i'm trying to watch that soon yes but um we'll see um then a couple more uh star wars projects announced there's a new female centered star wars series in the works we don't know who that female is some people think it's ahsoka some people think it's like sabine wren from rebels we don't know um but that's coming out sometime i don't know that was Hmm. sort of announced along with the taika watiti movie and then apparently a Rebels sequel series is in the works i guess so that sequel like to the show or a movie i think like a sequel to the show like another show i don't really know okay that's something that i heard that would happen i don't know how i feel about that i mean i haven't watched rebels i've heard mostly meh things about it i'm thinking about watching it now that mm-hmm. you know i have time but i don't know we'll see but that's it for the star wars news yes handful all right so next up community is back baby kind of so with the netflix with the show being on netflix now it's gained a lot of popularity a lot of people have been uh, discovering it or rewatching it and so it's kind of had a second wind online and um because of everything going on uh the cast has decided to do a reunion uh table read of the episode where uh spoilers i guess uh they go through pierce's will after he's died um and so the whole cast minus chevy chase of course um including donald glover yes including donald glover which is rare uh will be on a zoom call and they're going to be doing a table read and um the guy who played the 
like executor or whatever of the will who is uh also the one of the villains in ant-man and the wasp he will not be there but pedro pascal the mandalorian will be taking his place and reading his lines yeah like i saw that but like why i have no idea (laughs) maybe pedro pascal is going to be a supporting character in the new community movie that they will probably announce Uh, yeah Uh, and we're both thinking that at the end of this they're probably gonna announce something because uh there's been a lot more talks now that the show has been popular i think joel McHale said the talks that you'd want to be happening are happening right now Mm. especially because uh, Donald Glover is getting more involved with community stuff. So now, like, Donald Glover is a little less busy, I think. Like, he's doing Atlanta seasons three and four simultaneously, or he was before everything. And I don't know what other projects he's working on. I don't really think he was going to be touring or anything. So I just, yeah. I think he's, like, a little less busy. So I think he would have time to maybe participate in a movie. So we shall see. And I saw that recently Joe Russo said that he thinks a community movie is likely to happen. Which, like, can you imagine the Russo brothers directing a community movie? That's that would be That would be crazy. I really hope that this happens. Like, I think, I feel like they could make it, like, really, really good. Like, they've proven that they can make really, really cool movies. And I feel feel like they could sort of take what they've learned from marvel and apply it to community like i could just imagine like a final like end game style battle at the end of the community movie <laughs> I, uh, that would be so- and then like I, I don't know like abed is like right in the front he's like avengers and then he's like assemble and then they like make some joke and it's like he would be dressed as batman he would like. be dressed as batman and then like no everybody would be like what'd you say did he say something and like they would make some joke about how he just kind of whispered it, and then like Jeff would scream something, and then they, I don't know. Yeah, and I think their work. I remember people saying when they worked on Community originally, them having to balance all those characters helped them when they would go to the Marvel movies like Civil War and Infinity mm. War and stuff. So now they have even more experience; they could come back, and I think yeah, it would be even better. And I forget if I've talked about it on here, but I've talked to you about it that I think when it happens not if it happens Uh it will that they need to get at least one marvel actor to cameo because they always have cast members cameo in the marvel movies. yes i don't know who but i could just imagine like chris evans being like a like just some like random greendale student that they befriend yeah (laughs) and then like i don't know he like proves he like shows that he's like kind of a badass and they're like whoa it's just like captain america or i don't know it'd be funny no, yeah, I I don't know how they would do it, but I think a random student at Greendale would be probably the best. But mm. that, that just has to happen. Yes, it has to. So this but... uh this table read comes out May twentieth, which is four days from today, of the time we are recording, um, and it should be on I think the community YouTube channel, maybe also the mm. Sony YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But this has been it's been pre recorded, um, and they're just posting the video on the twentieth. And if you want more community content, Joel McHale and Ken Jong have a podcast. Have we talked about it? I don't know. We might have mentioned it, but I don't think we have They have their podcast called The Darkest Timeline, where it's them talking about the show, I guess, and what they're doing. And they bring on guests from community. And after they recorded the table read, I guess they 
had like an hour long mm-hmm. like podcast with the whole cast. So that's up on YouTube already. And Donald Glover's there. And everyone, yes. Um, which I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I've watched mm-hmm. some of it and it's, it's very funny. <laughs> and uh, if you guys need more guests that are possibly not from community, you know, you got a whole other podcast based on community that you could reach yeah. out to. We are willing to, we, we can make room in our busy schedules for you. Yeah, we can put but if that's speaking of that, that's a good point. Um they also just released a um not like sweepstakes, but there's a website called Prize mm. where you can donate to uh like organizations or groups or whatever will put up a charity type thing where you donate to them and it goes to a certain charity and you get put into a drawing to win these really cool prizes. And for co- they community's doing one for frontline food or, or something like yeah. that a couple food related charities that are helping people in this time right now and if you win you can get like a bunch of signed merchandise maybe a couple like props from the show um but you get to have a private zoom co- uh conference with some of the cast members and a guest appearance on the podcast and i don't know if these are all like if this is an all-inclusive thing or if certain winners get certain things but I just like to imagine if one of us won and got to go on yes. the podcast and then plug our show. Mm-hmm. And if any of you um, listeners, if you enter and you win, please shout us out because yeah, we you told you about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, so community is back. Sure After is. 10 years. Season seven, baby. Kind of. Not really. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. I mean, I feel like we were talking for a bit. Do you want to just move on to the new, to the main topic? We can, yeah. Okay. Um. So, it's summer. We are yeah. out of school. It's warm outside, but we like to sit inside and watch <laughs> movies. Yeah. So, I don't know about you, Will, but I've been doing... A lot of that. I've been watching. Oh my, yeah, I didn't even. A lot of movies. And so I thought, or we thought today, we could just talk, do like a bunch of lightning round mini reviews of all the movies we've been watching the past few weeks. Now that summer's here, we've just been, you know, on the couch watching a bunch of movies. So I thought we could like kind of go back and forth with stuff that we've seen and do like little reviews, like mini reviews, and then go back and forth and talk about movies that we hope to see throughout the summer because it is only the beginning of summer. Right. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So a little like preface, I have not watched as many cri- movies as Christian has in these past mm-hmm. couple I weeks. watch like pretty much a movie um, every day, but yeah, I've been trying to watch some, but sometimes the just timing doesn't like, oh, yeah. up, uh, with like other mm-hmm. stuff I'm doing at home. But, um, so the first movie that I finally watched after so long <laughs> was Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, finally. So yeah, I, f- I feel like I've been I've been trying to see this since it came out. Um, but with being busy at school and then obviously COVID happening, that never happened. And the price was always like $20 to rent it. So it finally came down in price. So I decided to pop it on and I really liked it. It was very much a kids movie and it's you can tell that in many places but despite that there's a lot of good jokes uh the story is surprisingly 
like it makes sense um which i i didn't know how they were gonna pull off just this idea in general but it did work uh and the redesign definitely helped the movie not look terrifying <laughs> Um, but it makes me interested in how a movie without the redesign would look probably the whole movie less good probably but um yeah the the main story i guess um is sonic is an alien who has special powers and he has to go to earth he gets sent to earth by his like mother figure because people are after him the knuckles people are after him. <laughs> Those people. uh and so he grows up on earth as a as a lonely child alone and uh he wants to be like a part of everyone's lives but he knows that he can't show himself uh and then one day he sets off a power like blackout and so the government sends <laughs> in dr robotnik played by jim carrey to investigate and then sonic meets up with james marsden on an adventure to retrieve sonic's lost rings in san francisco (laughs) because like Um, so like the way the rings work you have to like think of the place and then throw them i guess so he sees james mars so he plays james marsden plays oh tom Tom. wakowski tom wakowski um so sonic sees his shirt and like spills the rings and it's like a shirt that says San Francisco because um, Tom wants to go to San Francisco and will be a cop. So then Sonic's like, San Francisco? And then, <laughs> so then the ring turns into San Francisco and the whole bag of rings drops under the top of a building in San Francisco. And they're in Montana. They're in Green Hills, Montana. So now they go on a journey to get the rings back and they form an unlikely friendship. So pretty much any any James Marsden animal. Buddy. Yes, a James Marsden with uh, a CGI animal. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's cringy parts and there's parts where it's not very well written. Sonic flosses probably... twice. Uh, yeah. I hated that. Um, probably the worst. The scene that was like the worst written is when the government is having a meeting deciding to bring in Doctor Robotnik. It's just uh, the dialogue's very bad. Yeah, but, it's not good. Um. But the story itself, it has a good message for kids. And there's actually some really cool moments. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some cool action scenes. Um, and some of the jokes, there's not a ton of, like, adult jokes or whatever in this movie. But one of my favorites was, there's a scene <clears throat> where Robotnik comes up to the house and is talking to James Marsden. And he says something like, uh, back when... I was spitting out formulas when you were spitting up formula. And then James Marsden says, actually, I was breastfed. And then Jim Carrey's like, uh, wow, way to rub that in my orphan face. So there are a few jokes like that that caught me really off guard. Like, oh, that are yeah, legitimately that good. Really funny. Like, there are a couple, like, cringy jokes. There are a couple of kind of funny jokes. And then there's, like, that, like, it's just, like, a wide variety of different kinds of jokes in this movie. And yeah. It was surprisingly and... good. And I'm not, like, a, a huge Sonic fan or anything, but from what I saw and what people were saying, it, it fit in a lot of references and, like, homages to the original games. Like, spoiler, there's the final battle against Robotnik where Sonic, like, powers up and he, he hits his ship from all these different angles. And they're like, that's how it happens in the game. You have to hit him 
like back and forth and back and forth until it blows up and, and stuff like that where it didn't just feel like uh this company is making a sonic movie it uh there <laughs> was stuff for like real fans and yeah there. and another yeah speaking of the game spoiler the very end setting oh, up yeah. the sequel because tails shows up which is you know sonic's best friend from the games and he's like something about like oh i have to find him i know he's here and then he like jumps off a cliff and then he flies away with his little propeller tail so they're setting up a sequel i guess which i actually want to see i yeah honestly i can't believe i say i'm saying i want to see a sonic sequel but i do yeah i'm it was a pretty i was very surprised like how much i enjoyed this movie yeah so i yeah it was good well, just before we move on, I found out that there's deleted scenes online that have the old. Really? Most of them are just really early CGI, so it doesn't look as terrible uh-huh. as you think. But uh, there's one that's like pretty finished of Baby Sonic before the oh. redesign, and it's kind of terrifying. Oh. Um, I'll have to look into that. That sounds very very yeah, and bad. I also found out that there's there's pictures online of when they were on set. You know how, like, in the MCU, they have the, the stand-in oh, yeah. rocket, yeah. where it's, like, the little puppet? They had one for pre-redesigned Sonic, and it is nightmare fuel. They're, if you look up Sonic movie stand-in on Google, there's a bunch of pictures from the set, and it's... Let me do that right scary. now. <laughs> they even made one of him rolling as the ball. Mm-hmm. It's... Oh, I'm very glad they changed oh, how he looked. Stand yeah, I just wonder, like, what the redesign what it would have looked like without the redesign because i think the re- the actual redesign was like pretty good oh that is very scary <laughs> yeah. oh uh ugh. i just i still even though they changed the design the movie's been out for a long time i'm still baffled that somebody came up with that original design and they said yes that's good let's go with that, that yeah <laughs> i'm still baffled how they could have chosen that original design Oh yeah, so check out Sonic. Uh it's better than you think. <laughs> better than you think. Okay. So the first movie that I watched this week is a movie called Drive. It's on Netflix. It stars Ryan Gosling, um Brian Cranston, Ron Perlman. Do you know that he was the original Hellboy? Yeah. And uh Oscar Isaac. Um so it's basically like it's kind of like a similar concept to baby driver. It's like this getaway driver who's like kind of done with being a getaway driver, but then he, you know, goes and goes in for one last ride because he's involved with like a girl or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like that it's kind of like baby driver, but like excessively violent, which is really, it was strange. So like, so Ryan Gosling plays a driver who is not named at all in the movie, which I found interesting. It's just, he's credited as just, like, driver. So this driver, um, he works with Brian Cranston. His character, I forget his, I think it's, like, I don't know what it is. But uh, Brian Cranston, like, owns a garage, and they work together on, like, doing movie stunts. So he, uh, Ryan Gosling is, like, a getaway driver for criminals, but also a stunt driver for the movies. Then he, like, meets a girl, and he's like, helps her with, like, groceries, I think. Is it Emma Stone? It's not Emma Stone. I, I forget who it is, but 
she is married to Oscar Isaac, but Oscar Isaac, I think his name is Standard, which I found was a kind of a strange name, but Standard is in prison. So it's just her and her son, like living in the same, they're like, they live in the same apartment complex, like right across from each other. So they become friends and like, I'm trying to remember, this was like a week ago I watched it, but like eventually like, standard gets released from prison and he's back and then he kind of gets in trouble with some people he made some deals with in prison and now they have to go like get a bunch of money that standard owes the bad guys um or else they're like going to come for him and his family so then this driver decides to help him out and they so he does like this one last job and this so then he does the job and you know like everything goes wrong so i'm not gonna like say exactly what happens but it's real i th- I thought it was really good it had some good performances ryan gosling was pretty good um i hadn't really seen him in like that much of a serious role because i haven't seen too much of ryan gosling only in like la la land and the notebook yeah. but um mm-hmm. so it was cool to see him in more of like a serious kind of like badass role um, I think he did a good job. I really like Brian Cranston in this movie. I really like Oscar Isaac in this movie. I really like everyone in this movie. And like I said, it is very violent. Um, not like super gory, but like pretty violent. Like people getting shot. Yeah, people getting shot. And like you know, like bunch of like heads exploding. So it's pretty cool. Well, where'd you where'd you watch it? <clears throat> it's on Netflix. The, yeah, um, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, but I I've... recommend it. I definitely like the style of movie where it's like one last heist. Or, yeah, uh, one last heist. The big job. <laughs> like I, I really liked Baby Driver because there's so many fun things that you can do with. Oh that. yes. And yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's only it's I, similar to Baby Driver in like the concept of like it's a getaway driver doing one last job, but like other than that, they're pretty different. But they're both still very good in their own way. Is there a scene where he's like driving around a plane or something? I no, I don't think I thought so. I, I thought I saw a scene from the. I mean, it must have been something else with Ryan Gosling. But Maybe. um, is it like are there like a lot of action like driving type scenes? Yeah, or is it... yeah. So it sort of it like opens up with um, he's helping these two criminal these two criminals like rob a bank or something, and they get in the car. So then we see like a cool car chase where like he's like avoiding the cops, and then he like parks in the garage and then like puts on like a baseball cap or something and he kind of blends in with the crowd because there's like someone some baseball team won something so there's like a huge crowd they're all celebrating so he kind of like sneaks in the crowd and it's pretty cool but um yeah it's a it's a good fun movie it's violent so if you're into that if you're not into that maybe don't watch it if you're not into that (laughs) maybe don't watch it but it's definitely a fun movie with heart yeah drive it's on netflix Oh, I wrote Driver, not Driver. <laughs> yeah, good movie. Nice, and I, I do like a lot of the. I like Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and <clears throat> Brian Cranston, and everyone. So yeah, I'll give it a look. Um, so this the next film that I watched uh, was Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Netflix, and I watched it because one, I like Chris Evans. Two, uh, I like. I liked Parasite when I watched it, so I wanted to watch more of uh, Bong Joon-ho's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I did not know what to expect. I knew it was about like a train. Um, but man, is this movie dark. I know. Um, it like, I usually don't feel super uncomfortable in movies. I think, uh, like Joker made me feel a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. when I watched it. Uh, Parasite at times made me uncomfortable, but this made me like uneasy <laughs> and I don't know why, but, um, it's the main story. You've seen it. Christian. Yeah. Um, but for anyone else, uh, the main story is there's humanity is extinct, uh, to combat global warming. These people put out this chemical into the air that ended up creating a, a new ice age. So no one could survive in it. Uh, and this guy named Wilford made this train before it all happened that was like self-sustaining and you could live on it. And so the red, the last remaining people of humanity boarded this train and it takes place like 14 years after. And Chris Evans is in the back of the train with all basically like the homeless type people. That's what they've been cr- turned into back there. So they really don't have any, any place to like sleep. Their food is these weird protein, like gelatin things that have no taste. Uh, yeah. And while they're back there, there's people at the front of the train who are, you know, the rich and powerful. And the whole movie is Chris Evans leading this revolution against them and trying to move up to the front of the train uh, to kind of take their freedom. And it's a, uh, it's, a movie that's a lot about like capitalism and the struggle between the rich and the poor. And it's, it's not super subtle in the ways that it does that, but it's still like there and it's still good. Um, I, it's very violent. Um, <laughs> very violent. Uh, yeah. But um, there's also some, a little bit of humor in it, especially with uh, Tilda Swinton's character. Who's like, oh, yes. kind of the overseer for the poor. Um, it's all, it's a bizarre movie, but uh, I enjoyed it, and then I went online and found out that a lot of people hate it. Really? Yeah, so I, with this, it seems like people really love it or really hate it and think it's terrible. What don't they like about it? weird. I thought it was they think that it. They thought that it was like... They didn't like that it was not very subtle in its messages. Oh. They, thought, like, there were a lot of pl- they thought there were a lot of plot holes in like, lazy writing, mm. which there are some plot holes, I guess, like the train itself doesn't really make sense in some ways and Mm -hmm. there's some stuff that doesn't work but uh i really enjoyed it i don't know how to feel about the Mm -hmm. ending but i won't spoil Mm -hmm. it um but my favorite thing maybe to come out of it is this theory that i saw online that snowpiercer is a sequel to willy Factory. Have you seen this theory? I've kind of like heard little things about it, but I haven't really like read into it. So what does it say? So this is, if you haven't seen the movie, this is going to spoil it. But Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um, so the whole idea is that Wilford is Charlie Bucket grown up uh, and that he's taken on the Wonka name. So like Wilford Wonka. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the one who like built the train and everything. And the story kind of parallels the original movie because Chris Evans goes to this train, gets to the front, and then finds out that Wilford was really just grooming him the whole time to be the next leader of the train, similar to how Willy Wonka was Mm. testing Charlie at the factory. And throughout the movie, you have these other side characters, like the the guy who's able to open the gates and everything, Mm -hmm. who comes with them. 
uh, and they all kind of get like picked off one by one, like the kids in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, there's a lot of other. There's a video online, and I'm not hitting everything, but one of the the ones that really sold it for a lot of people was once Chris Evans gets to the engine, he finds out that Wilfred has been using kids to power uh, the engine. Like they have to work underneath its floor tiles and this machinery, and he says. Yeah, uh, the machine runs forever, but not all the parts. The the part for that just recently went extinct. And if you think about it, the parts that these kids are working in are these tiny little spaces that don't look like they would be like half machinery parts. Who else would work in them but Oompa Loompas? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> who, obviously, they either have no way to reproduce or, or some other thing has made them go extinct, so he has to use the next best thing, which is children. This is so weird. It is, but if you watch the video, it really does make sense. And I highly suggest you look it up. It's I forget the YouTube channel. It's like Rhino something, but Chris Evans supports this theory. Um, it makes too much sense for it not to be true, and I love it. That's really interesting yeah and Weird. um do you have any thoughts on snowpiercer um i haven't watched it in a while but i mean i feel like you said a good amount uh i thought it was really good it's really dark uh literally it's pretty like dim lidded dim lit yeah. or whatever um but if it's not like really a problem like it kind of was in solo like i I think it's like dark yeah. and like they kind of like make use of it. Like there's a whole fight scene like in the dark where like the bad guys have night vision goggles and then they sort of figure out like kind of beat them. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. That scene was really cool. Yeah, but um, you know, it was really cool. Um, a lot of things sort of like mess with your head as you're sort of like learning like just like what the hell is going on. Like the even like the protein bars, like you find out something about them and you know, just ever and like, like the ending is just a bunch of like, what? So I think it's really cool. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. Yeah, I think they, I think they do a really good job of introducing like how this world works, like showing it like as you go along. And also, I just found out that tomorrow a Snowpiercer TV show is. Oh yeah. Out, which I don't know the whole story. I tried to find some information, but it. I'm not sure if it's telling the story of like a previous rebellion. Cause in the movie they talk about there were rebellions before Chris Evans's mm -hmm. rebellion. Um, but in the commercial, there's a scene early in the movie where some guy has his arm frozen off by Ooh, where they put his yeah. arm outside the train. Um, and they showed a scene where that's happening, but it's not the same characters. So I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work, but it's going to have David Diggs from Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephen Ogg, who was Trevor in Grant. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know who he's playing. I think David Diggs is playing like the Chris Evans mm -hmm. type, Chris Evans type yeah. role of the leader. Uh, but I don't know a whole lot else. I might check it out. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like it'll be pretty interesting, but I'm not sure why they're deciding to do a show like after the movie. But, yeah, I don't um, know. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Mm -hmm. Check out Snowpiercer. So the next movie I watched was shutter island and this was actually one that my mom recommended to me and we watched together because we had like a trial of hbo or whatever and she had that on there and 
she was like, you know, all right, have you ever seen any Scorsese movies? And I'm like, actually, I haven't. It's like I was like, I don't have four hours to spare to watch The Irishman. You know, one day I <laughs> one day this summer I, I want to watch it, but I just have to find the time to sit down for four hours straight to watch this movie. So, but she found Shutter Island, which she had not seen, but she had heard good things about. So, Shutter Island, directed by Martin Scorsese, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Mark Ruffalo, and uh, what's his name, Trevor Slattery, I think. Trevor Slattery. So, who played the? Wait, no, that's the guy. In oh Iron no, Man. that's yeah. Wait. What's his? <laughs> oh, it's it's Ben Kingsley, who played Trevor Slattery in Iron Man there Three. The guy who plays Howard Stark is something slat John Slattery or something. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, so Ben Kingsley, who played the fake Mandarin in Iron Man Three. Um, so this movie it takes place in like I think the sixties. So Leonardo DiCaprio plays a U.S. Marshal named Ted, who is going with who gets assigned to. Shutter Island, which is a kind of like an Alcatraz type island where it has like a it's like a prison for the criminally insane. So it's like kind of a prison, but also like a facility that like they like a like a mental ward where they're like trying to like heal the patients while also like Mm -hmm. keeping them away from people that they could hurt. So like Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, kind of like that. So it's like a huge island off the coast of, I think, Boston. And so Ted goes off with his partner, named I forget his name, but that's Mark Ruffalo. So they're like assigned together, and I gotcha. so they go to Shutter Island. They meet um, Chuck. Chuck. His name is Chuck. Thank you. And they meet. Ben Kingsley, which I also forget his name, but he's like the lead psychiatrist on the island. And so they were sent to investigate a patient who, like a, a woman who escaped. And her story is that she like murdered her three children and her husband. But like, God. but she's like delusional, delusional and she thinks that she still has children. So she's at this facility, but she thinks that she's still at her house and like all the workers and the doctors are just like the mailmen, the milkmen, her neighbors, etc. Tahiti. Tahiti. <laughs> kind of. It's like Tahiti. It's a magical place. But um so Ted and Chuck are investigating, trying to find where this women this woman went. But as the movie goes on, it really messes with your head and you question what's real. And I really can't talk too much else about it because there's like a huge twist at the end and it's it's insane. This movie is insane. It's like... I'm going to give a guess. Don't tell me if I'm right. But my guess is that he was secretly there the whole time. Okay, so that's your guess. Um, so it's a, it's a really cool movie. Um, it's not really, like, I initially thought it would have been, like, a horror movie. It's not really a horror movie. There are some sort of scary parts, because Ted was a soldier in, uh, World War II, so there are a couple flashbacks to, like, him liberating Dachau, like, the the concentration camp, so there are some Mm -hmm. kind of, 
there are some really unsettling scenes of him like looking around the concentration camp and there are some unsettling scenes um throughout the movie but it's not really like a horror movie it's more like a kind of a mystery thriller and it's just sort of like a creepy atmosphere in like the mental ward for all these for the criminally insane people so it's kind of unsettling but it's a really good movie the twist mm. on like i was out holy like it's just it's fantastic um it's on hbo so it's not like easy for some people to access but if you have hbo go watch it you might be able to rent it on amazon too i don't maybe Wait, i'm gonna see if uh yeah it's not part of it hulu hbo mm, thing. okay so i think it's like who i think it's on like amazon through hbo maybe okay. i don't know but if you can find it check it out uh it's really good really messes with your head go watch it very good all right um yeah i'm not i'll probably check that out that's definitely that's definitely less my type of movie uh, but yeah um i do like leo yes he was really really good Ruffalo. they were all the actors in this movie were really really good and i don't think i've ever seen a scorsese movie either so maybe we'll check yeah. it out um so I didn't really watch that many movies this week and Christian, there's some overlap with yes. Christian and I that he'll talk about, but what I did just finish yesterday, uh, I finished season three of crazy ex-girlfriend, which I haven't talked about too much. I think you've mentioned it a couple I, times. Yeah. Like I remember I brought it up a while ago when I first started, that was when we were like, what you watching or whatever. Yeah. Um, back in the day, but I've gotten through the first three seasons now and I am loving the show. So uh, I'll give a little like recap of what it's about again. It's it's about this lawyer in New York named Rebecca Bunch who is not happy with her life at all. And one day on the street, she runs into her summer camp ex-boyfriend, Josh Chan, who, uh, as she says, made her feel like glitter was exploding inside of her when she saw him on the street. <laughs> interesting uh, and that and he tells her about how he's moving back to california and how he, how much he loves it there so she decides that she wants to be happy uh so she moves to west covina california uh and she while she says she's there to, to make a change and be happy her real motivations are to try to get back together with josh and um throughout the show she starts working at a, at a new law firm there she meets a bunch of people and she gets into these crazy antics, at least at first, trying to get with Josh. And uh, it's just a hilarious show. There's so many great jokes and uh, subversions of your expectations, <laughs> a la Ryan Johnson, except uh, it, it turns a lot of the rom-com stuff on its head. A lot of times about like how stalking someone and being persistent will work um, <laughs> when you're trying to get with someone. Um, but my probably favorite thing about it is that it is a musical so every episode there's typically one to two songs and they're usually big fun numbers and it they really range in what they're about so there's musical theater type music there's pop rock there's everything and then there's songs that are parodying other songs like there's a boy band one there's a song that's a very obvious parody of uptown funk (laughs) stuff like that I and like that. it's fun just because there are there are songs where 
it's a very serious or very romantic moment in the show and you're really taking it seriously in times where Rebecca is singing about her heavy boobs um, and just really silly stuff. Um, and there's a lot of great side characters. When she gets to West Covina, there's a guy named Greg who she meets who kind of becomes a second love interest and there's lots going on there. Um, and the songs are all bangers. Uh, a lot of them were actually written by... I want to get his name right. Like Adam Schleisinger. It was the guy from Fountains of Wayne who unfortunately just recently oh. passed away, but he did a lot of the songs in it and they're all really great. Um, and the show really changes between the seasons. Like it, it goes from one thing to by the end of season three, something completely different. And it goes from wha- more just wacky fun to diving into stuff like mental illness Whoa. and like actual relationships, which does it in like a, a very good, like realistic way. Huh. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just like a crazy cast of characters uh, like her, her boss at the law firm and her, her neighbor that she meets. And a lot of these side characters also get their own songs, which is a lot of fun, hmm. but um, uh, it's just so good. And if you want to check it out, it, it's all on Netflix. There's four seasons. And if you want to look up a song to maybe see if you'd be into it, there's uh, the pretty much the opening number of the show called West Covina, which is a very big musical theater type number. Mm. Um, and one of my favorites, which is Settle For Me, which is one of like the themes, kind of the show's theme songs with the, the, the other love interest. And it's kind of like this old timey kind of musical theater ish, like jazzy type song where they're all dancing together and oh, it's just so fun. Uh, and yeah, it'll be sad to see it end once I finish this last season, but it's been a fun ride so far. Oh, interesting. So you said it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. I'll yes. to check it out. It was originally on like the CW. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'll check it out. Yeah, and a little one more thing that I like about it is that I don't know most of the people on the show. It's very much not unknown actors, but maybe people who have done theater or not in a ton of big movies or anything. Probably the biggest person that I know from it, which was accidental, was the one character is played by Santa. I always get his name wrong because his first name and last name sound similar, but it's like Santino Fontana. Let me look it up. Santino Fontana, yeah, and he is also Hans in Frozen, which oh, really? blew my mind because I watched Frozen and like Frozen Two shortly at when they added it to Disney Plus after having watched the show, and I was like, that sounds familiar, and then I looked it up, and it blew huh. my mind. Oh. Uh, and he's great in the show, um, but yeah, if you want something funny, uh, at first lighthearted and very like real, I'd say give it a shot. Huh. Well, I'll have to check it out. So it's really interesting. So next, um, as you guys probably know, I am a big fan of Quentin Tarantino and all his movies. Uh, Glorious Bastards is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. So this past week, I watched another one of his films that I have not seen before, Django Unchained. So this movie stars Jamie Foxx, um, Christoph Waltz, and Leonardo DiCaprio, among a bunch of other people. Oh, like Samuel Jackson is also in this. But uh, the main plot of this movie is takes place, um, I think, two years before the Civil War. 
Um, so Django is a slave who is freed by um, Dr. Schultz, played by Christoph Waltz, who is a dentist slash bounty hunter who um, he sort of employs Django to help him like find these three people that he's trying to kill and then you know they do that and then the movie devolves into they sneak into this big um plantation called Candyland owned by um Monsieur Candy who is played by Leo DiCaprio and he wants to be called Monsieur Candy because he likes French things so he's just like Mr. Candy but um so they sort of sneak their way into Candyland to find Django's wife, who is being, who is like there as a slave. But it's a really, it's like, I think a little under three hours long. But like, it never really felt like it was dragging on. Like some movies, I if I'm like watching on Netflix, I'd like check to see how much le- left there it, like how much is left in the movie. But like with Django, I was just sort of like kind of watching the whole time. That it didn't, it didn't really matter when it was ending yeah it was very engaging um there was it's just a lot of it's like it's violent as most tarantino movies are but i think it's really cool it's just like like a a freed slave like murdering a bunch of racists it's pretty awesome and there's this (laughs) there's this really funny scene with um jonah hill is in this movie so there's this whole gathering of the KKK and they're on a horseback and they're going to go like kill Django. So they all pull up to this field and there's like this one guy who's like riling them up. But then one is saying that he can't see out of his mask. Oh no! And so he's complaining about how like the eye holes aren't good. And then this one guy was like, well, my wife stayed up all night making these for all you people. So if you don't like it, you can do it yourself. And then the guy's like, well, I can't see out of my mask. Can we just not wear them while we're riding? And then the leader's like, no, the whole point is we have to wear them. And Jonah Hill is sort of like one of the people there. He's like, like, if we can't see it out of our masks, we shouldn't wear them. Like, we have to see. It's like night. It's dark. It's like, no, the whole like the whole point is that we're wearing the masks. And then this one guy's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going home. And then he like takes <laughs> off his mask and then just goes home. And then, of course, like Django like kills all of them, but it was like it was just so funny. Like this movie, I wouldn't say it's like as good as Inglorious Bastards because Inglorious Bastards is just like really clever. But this movie is like really well acted. It's really funny, and like I think the character is really good. Like I think Django's really good. Like you can sort of see him grow. Like he starts off like he like um, Doctor Schultz like says some words and. And then he, the Django's like, oh, what does that mean? Because, you know, like, he's a slave, so he didn't really get much education. But then you can just sort of see, like, as the movie goes on, like, his speech sort of gets better as he's, like, working with Dr. Schultz more and they become, like, good friends. And, you know, like, Django sort of, you know, like, he cleans up, like, he gets, like, a haircut. He gets, like, some cool cowboy clothes. Um, but it's it's just a really fun movie. Um, it's on Netflix. I highly recommend it for any Tarantino fan, and I definitely recommend it to you, because I know you're gonna start watching some of these. 
Yeah, I have I have my big list, and Django's definitely on there. That might be the next one I watch. Then yeah. you're. It definitely sounds like I didn't realize a lot of his movies were fun, like funny. Yeah, like I didn't really expect this to be as funny as it was, but it had some really that scene that you're that scene that you're describing. It's so funny. Like <laughs> I like wasn't expecting it at all. Like it was, it was hilarious. Like some of some of Tarantino's stuff. Like if it's when it gets funny, it can be like really really funny. Yeah, that that's definitely <laughs> one of the next ones. I'm, I'm probably gonna watch Inglorious Bastards next. Yes, definitely watch that. That might be right after that. Mm. So it's on Netflix. Django Unchained. Uh, go watch it. So uh, the next movie that I watch, I think we could both talk about because we actually watched it together. Okay. So we both watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World with friend of the pod Maeve. Yeah, shout out Maeve. Thanks for watching with us. So I have seen this movie before. My same. My well, I know it's like one of your favorite movies of all time. But um, my shout out to my friend Anthony who first showed this movie to me and a couple of my friends, and like we watched it like a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, it's okay. Like I was like, it, it was a fine movie, but it, I didn't really enjoy it as much. But like now watching it again, like I can really enjoy it. So if you guys don't know, this movie stars um. Michael Sarah, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson. No, she's she's good. Uh, Chris yeah. Evans. So lots of lots of like comic book characters. Like both captains from the MCU are in this movie. Aubrey Plaza was also in Legion, which was like an FX uh, Marvel X Men show. That's really good. Um, and the guy who played Superman in Superman Returns, yes. I think. Yes. Plays a character in that. He's in it too. Um Yeah, but it's a really fun so it's like it's directed by Edgar Wright, who also directed Baby Driver. Um and the story is like Scott Pilgrim is just this like really dating a high he's schooler. dating a high schooler named Knives and Knives, Knives Chow. Chow. And he's, like, super awkward, and he's, like, 22, and she's 17, so it's really weird. But then he starts... And he's kind of, like, a pass... He's kind of passive-aggressive. He's kind of a jerk in some ways, but not so much that, like, it's unbearable. Yeah, he's not, like, a mean person. He's just sort of, like, passive-aggressive and rude sometimes. But um, then he meets the girl of his literal dreams because he had been dreaming about her, Ramona Flowers, who he, like, meets at a party and, like, instantly falls in love with. And then they, like, get together and he, like, dumps knives and goes with Ramona. But then what sort of, like, progresses through the rest of the movie, uh, Scott has to defeat all eight of Ramona's evil exes. Seven. Seven. Sorry. Seven evil exes. So that, you know, just like her previous um lovers they all form a league um to defeat scott pilgrim who is now dating ramona so that includes chris evans um the boyfriend of uh scott's ex-girlfriend played by brie larson um some other people but it's it's cool um it's hilarious it's like like I think it's one of those movies where you have to like watch it and just sort of like go with it because there's a lot of weird oh, yeah. stuff. It's all it's very like video gamey. Like some like Scott Pilgrim has like these great 
fighting skills that just come out of nowhere and then whenever he defeats an evil ex they like explode into coins so it's just sort of like you kind of just got to go with it but it's and it's it's really really good once you kind of the humor the humor is definitely niche humor but it's exactly my type of humor like there's <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is where knives comes up like and wants to talk to scott but he doesn't want to talk to her <laughs> she knocks on the door of his house and his roommate wallace opens the door and scott's like kind of in the background she's like is scott there and then scott backs up runs and jumps through the window He's like you know what and wallace is like no you just missed it <laughs> she just left oh and wallace wallace is hilarious it's uh it's scott pilgrim's game roommate so it's like every time like Scott like wakes up, it'll, so they share a bed because they have like a crappy apartment. But like whenever like Scott like is having girl problems, so like wakes up, he's like, you know, he's like saying something. And then Wallace wakes up, he's like, dude, you're just going to go with her. And then like another like random guy that like Wallace was sleeping with, he's like, dude, you're just going to tell her how you feel. And then like, so all of his random boyfriends like know everything about Scott's love life, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and there's a lot of really cool like music action scenes where they're rock because scott's in a band in the movie so they're like rocking out mm. while he's fighting someone or all these different things and the editing style is very right like all over the place oh, yeah. very quick cuts uh really cool transitions which i love and i don't just there's so many funny scenes like the vegan police and uh there's chris evans plays like this douchebag uh like actor who he has to go up against and it's the opposite of what you usually see chris evans mm. as and it's hilarious uh and, his, his eyebrows yeah. chris <laughs> yeah, evans. He has, like, these really weird eyebrows uh like he walks out of his trailer and the universal theme plays mm. it's there's not uh it's hard to like explain just how much of of it is good but please give it a watch because yeah very it's funny. not for everyone but like i think if you could just sort of sit there and just kind of like go with it it's a really really fun movie so that's on netflix absolutely go check it out so another movie that i watched that will you could also talk about because you've seen it and you recommended it to me it's the movie ex machina which stars oh god dom dom hall dom hall gleason uh, Oscar Isaac and I don't know what the girl's name is. I forgot. I but um, so it's this movie is like a two-hour Black Mirror episode. I, I haven't seen too oh, much yeah. Black Mirror, but like the ones I have seen, it's like generally like you know, it's like it's on Earth, but it's like a futuristic Earth with a bunch with a bunch of futuristic technology that we don't have. The near future. Near future, yeah. It's, it's something that's real believable enough that we could have in the near future. Yeah. So Dom Hall Gleason plays Caleb, who is a coder at a big tech company. And he wins some sweepstakes that lets him meet the founder of the company, who is, oh, what's his name? Trevor? It's not Trevor. Oh my God, what's his name? Oscar, whatever. Oscar Isaac's character. Um, so he goes to his like, big huge house in the middle of nathan Nathan. Nathan. so he goes to nathan's house in the middle of i don't know nowhere and nathan his special project that will like 
um, Caleb gets to spend like a week with him from winning the contest. So his special project um, is that Caleb gets to give a Turing test to Ava, who is a an artificial intelligence robot that Nathan created. So if you don't know, the Turing test is a test given to computers and AI um, where you like kind of talk with them. And if you can't tell that they are a computer and not a human, they pass the Turing test. So yeah. Nathan wants Caleb to sort of at, you know, converse with Ava and see just like how realistic the program is to being human. And it's pretty realistic. But um, as the movie goes on, things aren't as they seem. There are these weird power outages where the facility shuts down for like less than a minute and then comes back on mysteriously. And then in one of these power outages, when Caleb is talking to Ava, Ava's like, you can't trust Nathan. You know, like, you have to help me get out of here. You can't trust him. And he's like, what? So, and... I don't know. We could we could get into spoilers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, spoiler warning. Yeah, but um, so as the movie goes on, we find out that uh, Nathan had this isn't like the latest model of his AI, and he built a bunch of other ones, and he just sort of when he's done with them, he scraps them because they want to they like try to escape, but they can't, so he just sort of like you know rips off their arms or whatever and kind of kills them even though he just kind of shuts yeah. them down like stores them but um caleb sort of now has feelings for ava and so he decides to help her escape so he like shuts down a bunch of um coding sequences that let that opens the door to where ava is kept and she comes out and she like kills nathan and then escapes, but she leaves Caleb behind. So Caleb is left in the, he's locked in this facility all by himself. And he like can't get anywhere because his key card isn't working or whatever. So Ava leaves him alone. So now he's trapped and she is free to roam the world. Yes. I love the twist. Because I guess like the, the twist is that Nathan pick handpicked Caleb because of his personality to be someone who would fall for the robot who would fall in love with her and the goal was for Ava to try to escape mm -hmm. and she succeeded except that Caleb was smart and try outsmarted Nathan uh by setting up these things that would allow her to escape before he could shut them down so like I just love the idea that no she wasn't really in love with him she was really just trying to play him and she succeeded and that's scary <laughs> um and just like all the different things that lead up to that happening um i just love that yeah it was a really so crazy good movie i was like that was another movie like django i was sort of like glued to my seat the whole time and it was really yeah. engaging and reminded me of a certain play by a certain co-host of mine i didn't write it or you didn't write it didn't you direct it? no no i just what? acted oh, yeah. yeah so for fall by bear last it's okay in the fall i was in a, a scene where 
it was very similar where like I played a scientist and we were testing this uh, robot named EV3 who I would later name Eve in the scene uh, and she also ends up kind of going rogue and I end up having to shut her down at the end so it is it ends it ends up different but there's a lot of similarities so I would always kind of like joke in my head that I was just in Ex Machina yeah um, but yeah, I really like this movie. So I had to watch this for my English class uh, last oh, year. And I, yeah, I forget exactly how we tied it into the class, but it was definitely about like human emotion and like our like thoughts towards technology and everything. But I, one of the things I really like is how engaging this movie is, despite having like three characters. Yeah, like because the the entire movie is at this remote campus in the woods. <laughs> where it's Caleb, Nathan, and Ava, and, like, a couple other robots. Oh. And really, there's they're the only people who interact, and it's still so interesting. And, like you said, you're, like, glued to your seat the whole time. It was really, like, a crazy good movie. But uh, that's also on Netflix, so I think we could both recommend it. Go watch it. So, uh, the last movie that... I, sorry, you didn't say something? No, I just said Oh, you. yeah. Uh, so the last movie that I watched <clears throat> just yesterday is called A Futile and Stupid Gesture, which I have seen before. I watched this back at school, but I decided to watch it again. So it is a sort of like, it's like one of those movies like based on, it's like telling this life story of a real person, like one of those things. So it's about the life of Doug Kenny, who founded the National Lampoon and wrote Animal House and Caddyshack, two of the biggest comedies of all time so it's like one of those um one of those stories about like the life of some person but it's not really your typical movie in that genre first of all so Doug Kenny is dead um and like it, it, it ends the movie with his death or whatever but um there the narrator is a quote-unquote modern day Doug it's like what he would have been like if he were alive today and they sort of like it's meta in some ways like he like he's the narrator he talks right to the audience and he interacts with some of the characters in the movie too and you know like some of these movies are like dramatized and like not everything always happens as it did in real life and there's one pretty funny scene where he's like talking about like some scene that happened he's like that's not really how it happened in fact, here's a whole list of things that didn't really happen. And there's like this huge list that is like scrolling through quickly of all the things that like this is it like it happened this way in the movie, but this is how it really happened in real life. So I thought that was kind of funny. But um huh. <clears throat> it stars Will Forte as uh Shaggy. no as <laughs> Doug Kenny and um Dom Hill Gleason plays his best friend. Oh my god, I forgot his name. That really bugs me. I just oh, uh, Henry Beard, that's his name. So that's like his best friend. They like start the National Lampoon together, which is like nice. like a magazine, like a humor magazine, kind of like Mad, but like more for adults. And you get to see a bunch of famous people that he sort of works with. Like he works with Bill Murray, uh, John Belushi, and of course Chevy Chase, who is played by Joel McHale, which is funny because they both started oh. together. But um. Doug and Chenny and Chevy ended up being really good friends. But but 
Joel McHale looks nothing like Chevy Chase. Well, yeah, that's... Like, none of these characters really look like the characters. Uh... Um, like, they... And that's another thing that's a sort of reference in the movie. Like, the narrated Doug Kenny says, do you think I looked like Will Forte at 30? Do you think Will Forte is 30? And so it's not... They sort of, like, make reference to that. But it's really just, like, kind of capturing the spirit of the characters or whatever. But, um... <clears throat> So it sort of goes through his life, um, you know, from the founding of the National Lampoon to writing Animal House to writing Caddyshack to sort of like the end of his life. So, but you can really see like just how like messed up he was because he like wrote some of the most successful movies of all time, but he felt like, you know, like after writing Animal House, he was like, this is the best thing I could ever write. So everything after that is going to be like, not as good. So like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And then like, he does a bunch of drugs. Like he and che uh, Doug and Chevy do a bunch of cocaine and Kawhi. And, um, you know, like at the end, like Doug dies. So he, he like goes up to a cliff and I guess spoilers. And he either, we don't, we don't know what happened because no one was there with him because he was just on you know, on like a hiking trail alone. So he he either like fell off this cliff or he jumped. But it's really like the whole movie is about like him, his life, and how he really like changed comedy forever. I've seen like some critics say it's like not really that good, but like I really enjoy this movie. And I mean, I always get a kick out of seeing Joel McHale play Chevy Chase. Yeah, that's got me interested. I might have to check yeah, out because of that. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's like a Netflix original, but. I think it's really good. It's a really entertaining movie. And like a lot of the jokes, I guess are, you know, that like the sort of jokes that like Chevy Chase would make in like his yeah. movies, maybe community. So that might not be for everyone, but it's definitely like, like a lot of people can say like Animal House and Caddyshack are like really funny movies. Like I, like Caddyshack is a really funny movie for me. But, um, well, we're waiting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a it's a fun movie, but also like I don't know, makes you think. So go check that out. That's on Netflix. So that was the end of my movie week. So I know, Will, you said that you have a lot of movies that you're planning to watch. So what? yeah, uh, a lot of them are ones that we've either talked about or I know that you've seen. I I pretty much put almost all the Tarantino movies on my list uh, because a lot of them are on like amazon or netflix um so i'm definitely interested in like inglorious bastards Django unchained uh pulp fiction all those which i have not seen um jojo rabbits on there oh, yes. that's coming up soon that i'm gonna rent that i think i'd love to. uh i will hmm. i'd love to watch that too yeah uh i want to watch the john wick movies because i've heard a lot of great things about them from you so and i like keanu hmm. um and then there's some of those other Bong Joon-ho movies on Hulu, like Mother, Barking Dogs, Never Bite, and The Host. Mm. Um, and then on Netflix, there's a movie called Train to Busan, which I've heard really good things about. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. That it's like a zombie movie on a train. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess I could keep going with the train theme uh, after watching Snowpiercer, and I could watch that one about like Unbreakable or whatever about that train mm. <laughs> that you can't stop or on. I forget what it's called. Um but uh and then the death of stalin i've heard is a movie 
that's on Netflix that I've heard really good things about. Apparently, it's hilarious. I need to. I wanna. I'm gonna add that to my list right now. Never. What were you gonna say about it? I. No, I, I, like, I I've heard good things about it, but I didn't know it was on Netflix. So I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah. And the last one on my list is Hail Caesar, which I've heard of that too. I started the first like ten minutes. It's a Coen Brothers movie, uh, but it has a lot of stars. It has like Josh Brolin, uh, I'm, George Clooney, Alden Einrich, whatever. I don't yeah, Solo. from Solo. Uh, it's got like Scarlett Johansson. It's got a bunch of people in it, and from I've looked it up, and from what I've heard, people have said it's some people really like it, some people don't. They said it's it's one of those movies where there's not a whole lot of like a coherent plot, and it's a lot of scenes like strung together which i think might work uh but yeah i I watched the first 10 minutes and i don't know how to feel yet but it looks promising and it's set in like the 1950s which i always like that setting is that on um yes it's on netflix and it's like about a a guy who has to keep all the movie stars in line in the 50s Mm. um so i'm definitely gonna check that out too but yeah i have i have a big list that i have to get through big list yeah and I have to watch oh, Avatar too. now. Looks like Josh Brolin's. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Looks like we've got some work to do. We got our work cut out for us. What about you? Um. Well, I have like a bunch of... Like I've gone through like Netflix just finding like a bunch of movies that I'd want to watch. So I have like a handful of ones on my list that I haven't watched yet, but I plan to. So I just added Hail Caesar and Devil Stalin. Um, nice. I want to watch Taxi Driver. So that's a. Oh. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, Robert De Niro movie. Um, uh, the Irishman, I mentioned that I wanted to watch. I want to sit down and watch The Matrix because I watched like half of it but i never finished it so i want to like rewatch it and then maybe watch the other movies i uh, groundhog day saving mr banks i've never seen groundhog day either oh my god I gotta add so that. and then i found this movie i just saw this movie on netflix called the tiger hunter it stars danny pudi and I, what it's, i guess it was good i don't really know anything about it. It, but it's got danny pudi so i'm like sure i'll watch it but um yeah, and then uh, the social network is on Netflix again, which I watched previously. I had to watch it for my English class, but it was really good, so I'd like to watch it again. And you haven't seen it, highly. No, I'm adding it now. <laughs> it was very good. That's with Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, uh, Jess, Justin. Isn't Brenda Song? In Brenda Song is in it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's my list. Oh, also on Hulu. I want to watch um, Sorry to Bother You, which I've still not seen yet. Oh, I want to yeah. Terrasite, of course, the doy. I'm going to watch that. But uh, yeah, we got big lists. Oh, yeah. And as far as shows, my parents just finished Outer Banks. Um, I don't really know what it's about because I didn't watch it with them, but I think it's about these either high school or college students in the Outer Banks uh, who find these uh they get into this big like conspiracy or something about treasure or something like that uh but they said it's a really good show and it's it's one of like the top shows on netflix right now um so i'll I'll give my parents a shout out uh so 
check that out. Check that out. I guess uh, I'm probably not going to get to it for a while, but yeah. uh, I've heard a lot of good things about that too. Yeah. So I've been watching with my whole family uh, Dead to Me season two because we all like I originally watched the first season with my mom and my sister, and then we recently got my dad and my brother into it. So now we're all watching the second season, which I will be honest, it's not as good as the first season, and there are a couple things that I kind of find dumb. It's like, I'm still going to watch it, but, like, I'm not really as engaged. Whereas, like, the first season, like, every single episode ended on a cliffhanger. It's like, you got to watch the next one. But now, like, last night, like, we watched an episode, and we're like, oh, do we want to watch another one? We're all kind of like, eh. So, I mean, it's still good, but, like, I don't know. I think the first season was much better. So, if you haven't seen Dead to Me, go watch the first season. It's very, very good. And then watch the second season. That's on Netflix. Yeah, once I once I finish Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I'll have to have a something to fill the void. Maybe I'll watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend myself. Yeah, give the give the first episode a try. It's, it's it takes a little bit to to get into it, but it's it's very okay. good. But I think that about wraps things up. Yeah. So I guess I think in the future maybe we can have maybe a little segment where we mention a movie that we watched that we really liked or or something yeah. like that that we can talk a little bit about. Um. But for now, that's gonna be it. We'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. So, so thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.